Welcome to the Willie Jackson Experiment. I'm your host, the one, the only, Willie Jackson. <laughs> wow. All right. Man, oh, I put together a great show for you. Um, This is, this is going to be my double header. Uh, we've had two great things happen for me uh, this month. I got hired onto a new plant at the JM Smuckers plant, and uh, and they're doing some great things over there. They're making these things called the Incrustables and uh, Uncrustables, I guess. And I never even knew anything about them. And then um, my wife says, "No, you got to put them in the air fryer, and they're sweet." And I said, oh, "All right, let's do it." So um, I have my first Uncrustable, and um, <laughs> that's pretty bomb. Um, I think it's going to be like one of my, my staple foods and, and we have some reviews on them. You know, some guys are putting them in the ovens, other guys just, you know, kind of doing like I do, just, you know, kicking back a nice, uh, brew and eating a air fried Incrustable. But, um, yeah, so, um, I did a little bit of history of, uh, JM Smucker and, and it's weird cause, uh, I guess their name used to be, uh, smoker and you know that's weird because um i guess uh they were so much against smoking that they changed it to smucker so yeah that was that was interesting i never heard that one before so um there's a lot of there's like cool history on this one and um you know they're they're pretty lucky to have a a guy like me you know badass just tearing crap up over there you know just showing them how it's done so um, hope you enjoy this episode, and, uh, the other one that I have that I'm gonna post is, uh, my review of the new Iron Maiden album. I've been following it a lot, and it released, uh, September 3rd, I believe, and it's, it's awesome. Uh, my lucky number is 17, and, uh, it's their 17th studio album, and it's, it's, killing it i mean i listened to the whole album the first day it came out and I, there wasn't a song i didn't like um all the solos are great um i don't know i mean you know it just represents um the the title track which is senjitsu so um hope you guys enjoy that episode too um i'm gonna post them both i'm gonna i'm gonna produce them and post them both together and uh kind of just like a willie jackson double header so i hope you guys like it man and uh see you on the flip side hey what's up everyone today's review is going to be over smuckers uncrustables peanut butter and grape jelly sandwich uh so i got these from you guessed it costco normally they go for about mm, 13 dollars and 50 cents or so uh, but these are on sale for 11 bucks, a little bit less than 11, but basically there. Um, and I love these things. These are incredible. Uh, so these are frozen sandwiches, peanut butter and jelly sandwiches, covered with soft breads. So I remember eating this, or well, something similar to this, in school during test days, where they had the box lunches. Uh, I went to a public school. All right. So let's see here. There are 18 sandwiches, and each sandwich is 320 calories. So this container comes out to almost 6,000. 
yeah, almost 6,000 calories. Uh, so yeah, very cheap and very nutrition, nutritionally uh, dense food here. And it's, it's fantastic. I love it. All right. So the cooking instructions are, well, there are no cooking instructions. You take it out, you wait for a little bit, and you let it thaw. Oh, wait, never mind. Here, here are the cooking instructions. Yeah, you take it out, thaw it for 30 to 60 minutes, and then I eat within 8 to 10 hours of defrosting. So, oh, right. Key, do not microwave. So I actually found a way that, that makes this incredible, right? So the first way is you, you let it thaw, but not here, not outside. You leave it in the refrigerator, and then you put it in the oven for about five to 10 minutes at 350 degrees. So what you have is a nice warm, toasty crust and, and a nice cold filling and just, oh God, the balance and temperature, just fantastic. And, and the bread gets toasted so it's nice and um, full of texture. The filling is flavorful, it's just lovely. But today I have these frozen and I didn't thaw them yet because well, because I didn't think ahead, right? So these are frozen solid. So what I'm gonna do is the same thing, except it, um, except from uh, the defrosted refrigeration. I'm just gonna put it in the oven at 350 degrees for maybe five to 10 minutes. So they they won't be uh, the inside won't be as gooey and cool as the other method, but the inside will still be nice and cold and there's still the nice temperature difference. And to be honest, there's no wrong way to eat this. It, any possible combination you try, uh, inside completely frozen with the bread toasted, it's still fantastic, it's still delicious. I, I love these so much. And uh, yeah, and you know, I'm sure one day someone's gonna view this video and they're gonna be like, oh, those things give you cancer. Uh, well, I guess I'll just have cancer. These are just so good. So let's uh, let's take a couple of these out. I think I'm gonna eat. Oh God! Right, I have to watch what I eat. So let's see, 320 calories each. Uh, going for 2,500 ish. 2,000. Let's, let's say 2,400. So four of these would be 1,200. So I can eat eight a day, right? To maintain my my weight. Uh, so I'll just eat, yeah, I'll eat four for for lunch, four for dinner. Uh, or more, I still have other food in the refrigerator, uh, so maybe I'll just eat a couple for dessert or something and eat the other things. Um, but just, these are just so good. I, I, I've eaten like a whole box already and I'm still not tired of it. Uh, but yeah, all right, let's open this, take a look at uh, what it's like without the covering, without the plastic cover here. And then we'll pop it in the oven for a couple of minutes and then uh, I'm gonna enjoy it. All right, so here it is. Uh, I recently got a pan, so I'm gonna put in this pan because it's nice and big and round and it's under this, uh, this light. So it, it looks better on camera, I think. Uh, I just need a way to, to make the video not so shaky, but that's for the future. But yeah, it's just, it's so simple, right? It's just bread, sealed, um, stuffed with peanut butter and jelly. And that's it. So I'm gonna go ahead and I pop this in the oven for a couple of minutes to toast it. Uh, so yeah, there's the oven. Grab this, gonna drop it in there, and uh, we'll check back in a little bit, five minutes or so. Actually, maybe, yeah, so what I'm actually gonna do is 
I'm gonna do this for 10 minutes in total. Five minutes on one side and then in five minutes I'll flip it for another five minutes. And hopefully by then the filling might thaw and warm up a little bit, get more gooey, uh, and the bread will be nice and toasted. So see you all in a bit. <clears throat> all right, time to flip. Oh my God, I'm so excited. Yeah, it's already nice and toasty. All right, five more minutes and then I'm gonna eat it. All right, time's up. Gonna go ahead and take it out. Ow. Drop it on the pan. Yeah, listen to the crunch. Oh yeah. Oh yes, delicious. You can see some jelly here, just squeezing out. Gonna go ahead and take a, uh, a little bite. It's, it's actually very hot for me to hold on to. Oh. So the 10 minute um, time that I did today actually melted the inside. So we have hot bread, or hot toast, with hot filling, with warm filling. And it's just so good. Oh god, it's so good. Mmm, this has got to be one of my favorite things uh, from Costco um, to date. This is just so good. Well, thanks a lot for watching. I'm going to go ahead and uh, probably pop the, the other 10 into the oven and eat it all within the next couple of minutes. Um, but yeah, that's it. Until next time, have a good one. Bet you didn't wake up today and think you were going to watch this video. <laughs>
temperature. So like, I'm ready to eat it now and I gotta wait 30 to 60 minutes? What am I yeah. supposed to go knock out an episode of Big Bang Theory? This should say keep frozen until you're almost ready to eat. <laughs> yeah. Direction three, eat within eight to 10 hours of defrosting as though you followed direction one, were ready to eat, started waiting, and then I don't know, like got so high that you forgot, <laughs> I guess. That's right, monkey, play my head. Dude, I'm so stoned right now. What happened? Have you seen that picture on Reddit of uh, the dude with all the hot pockets? <laughs> I got skate. I dropped my hot pocket. And then the last direction is, I guess, whatever you do, yeah. do not microwave. That's a very, yeah, it's a got its own bullet point. If that's a thing, you should probably put that as the first direction, because what if you're like, all right, about to do direction one, right. thaw for 30 to 60 minutes. No, there's 30 seconds in the microwave. <laughs> all right, get done at you looking like, ah, oh, son of a bitch! <laughs> this is a Smucker's Uncrustable, the first time I've ever had this. Me too. Cheers. Popping my cherry. Oh, great. Yeah, it's really soft. Dude, this is actually like, however stupid it is, and like, you you made it kind of like, this is the most American, like, everyone's school lays you. Right. It's really smart. It's mm -hmm. a great idea. Yeah, you cut the crust off. You don't gotta make it. There's people that have so much money, they don't know what to do with it. Like that 1%, they're not just gonna buy these for our kids instead of making them. 210 calories, 9 grams of fat, 28 grams of carbs, and 6 grams of protein. Macro breakdown for you. It's not something I'd always have with a beer, but... I will never buy these again. And it's not because they're not good, it's just, if I'm gonna make a peanut butter and jelly sandwich, I've, I've gotten to the point in my life where I'll dedicate time to do it. Yeah. What's it take, like, 40 seconds? <laughs> yeah. Really? Unless you're like you and you put your peanut butter in the refrigerator like I know. a monster. It's so stupid. She's called cold and breaks the bread. It's, uh, Laura Scudder's peanut butter, sir. You like it? Ah, digging out of the knife. You're a real Jesus breaking the bread like that. Oh, yeah. Shout out to Christ, right? Shout out to Christ. Oh, yeah, I went to Catholic schools. What up? What are they depicted on this? Did Couple you know? oxen. That's made in Wisconsin. It's not even a Chicago beer. This classic lager. Old style. Heilman's. Old 19 ought two. That's how Grandma Flo used to say O oh, or God. zero. Mm -hmm. uh, she was born in night. I was born in 19 ought seven. <laughs> okay. A lot of people in Chicago think it's brewed here because it's so popular here. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying this is racist, this can, but it kind of seems like there's a couple Native American folks over here. Who I didn't want to like, say it. Yeah. Offering like, Food please white, white man, please white man, have mercy on. It's like, yeah, that's really F cool. you, you know, like it's got real parks and rack real quick. Almo <laughs> Poke Casino, slowly taking back our money from white people one quarter at a time. I love too how on the bottom of the can it says sparkling pure spring water. Old world methods. Please. Is this can designed in 19 up to? You know what? Friday, sure. I'll have a drink. Eat it, bitch. It's always good. Yes. Thank you guys so much for watching two adults. Mildly entertaining white dudes eat Smuckers on Crustables. We're here five days a week, every weekday. We have a new video. This is a Friday video. We've been killing the old style game. Uh, it kind of felt like old style sponsored March. It'd be great if they actually did. Is this going to help us? Yeah, they really want to sign on to that. Thank you guys for watching. Bye.
With a name like Smuckers, it has to be good. Think about that for a second. That's the famous slogan that they've been using since the 1950s, and it's obviously served them well in that we all know it and we associate it with their jars of jam and jelly, but I have to say, personally, I don't like it. With a name like Smuckers, it has to be good. I'll admit, it sounds good, but when you take a second to figure out what it actually means, that's when things get confusing. See, Smuckers is the last name of the family who runs the business. It was started by Jerome Monroe Smucker in the late 1800s, and impressively, going on the fifth generation now, it has always been run by members of the Smucker family. And evidently, that family name was actually Smoker until Jerome's father changed it because as a Mennonite, he religiously opposed smoking so much that he didn't want his name to be associated with it. So their name became Smucker, it was used to brand their products, and by the 1950s, it was featured in their slogan to market them. The reason I say it's confusing is because initially, it was intended to be a self-deprecating joke, making fun of how ridiculous their name sounds. I guess sort of saying people aren't buying it based on the name, so they must be buying it based on the product. Which, to be honest, again, I don't think the name sounds all that ridiculous, but that was the idea. Over over the years, confusingly, it has evolved into sort of an opposite meaning. Now they say that after so many years of delivering quality products branded with the Smucker's name on them, it has developed a reputation. Now if you see that name, you know it has to be good. You know what, I might be making things worse here. I think we're all just going to be a little better off just not thinking too much about it. Now am I safe in assuming that for possibly every single person watching this, you associate Smucker's with jelly, or jam, or preserves? or some kind of fruit spread, I'm just gonna call it jelly. Well, if that's the case, you may not expect to hear that for the J.M. Smucker Company, jelly has become a very small, almost insignificant part of their business. Over the past 20 years, they've been aggressively growing and diversifying away from it to a point where, it's gonna sound like a joke, but in 2020, their best-selling segment was actually pet food. They are the owners of Nine Lives and Milk Bone and Kibbles and Bits and Meow Mix, if you remember that song. That is just part of it. It goes well beyond pet food. They are the owners of multiple brands that you may have just bought from them and not even realized it. In fact, they claim that 90% of US homes have a Smucker product in their pantry. I know it's hard to believe that, but it's going to make more sense as I take a look back at this company and highlight some of the major businesses in which they have become involved. Starting with Jelly, well, the obvious one, but we can't overlook this because it was the core of their business for more than 100 years. Plus, in 1979, they passed up Welch's to become the best-selling jelly brand in the U.S. and to this day remain at the top. In 1897, J.M. Smucker already owned multiple farms and a creamery when he decided to add a cider mill to that business. You know, they would make apple cider, and just as more of a side effort, he had the idea to take some of the leftover parts of the apples and make apple butter out of them. To do it, he used this steam-powered press that would somehow alter the apples in a way that gave them a distinct taste that many people preferred over the competitors. So JM would load up his wagon with the apple butter, take his son along, and go on the road selling it door to door. It proved to be popular with the customers and within a few years took over the entire business. I think the lesson there is to go with the flow rather than staying too focused on your initial plan. If JM had stuck to his plan of selling cider and ignored the unexpected success of the apple butter, things would have likely gone much worse. By the 1920s, they were selling all different kinds of jellies and fruit spreads 
hundreds in the amount of hundreds of thousands of dollars. In 1948, just after their 50th year of business, J.M. Smucker died at the age of 90 and it was still the core of their business, with sales now in the millions of dollars. In fact, it stayed that way all the way through the 1990s. They would introduce some successful new product lines over that time, but all the major ones always seemed to involve jelly. Here, in 1968, they introduced Goober. It combined peanut butter and jelly striped together in the same jar. See the little grape in the peanut are friends? To be clear, I don't personally endorse this product, but it has become popular and has managed to stay on the shelves for over 50 years now. Another product would be in 1997, when they teamed up with Brock's Confections to make Brock's Smucker's Jelly Beans. A good pairing, but a terrible name. Though three years later, they did redeem themselves in the naming department when they introduced Smucker's Puckers Sour Jelly Beans. Another one, also from 1994, would be Smucker's Snackers. I don't know if you remember these, but it was like a version of Lunchables, but you would spread peanut butter and jelly on the crackers. It didn't have to be refrigerated, so people would buy them for school lunches. And based on my own memory from school lunches 20 years ago, I do recommend this one. Though you're not going to be able to find it, I suspect because it was somewhat replaced by another product of theirs a few years later called Uncrustables which is still available today and I'm sure you all know about it. My point here is that this is all jelly. Smuckers spent years expanding their product lines by incorporating their famous jelly into just about everything that they could. Sure, there were other things going on, but they were either unsuccessful or on a much smaller scale. An example of an unsuccessful one would be Mrs. Smith Frozen Pies. They bought the entire business from Kellogg in 1994 and sold it at a loss only two years later. The issue here was they bought it right when all of these grocery stores were starting their own bakeries within the store. It was cutting into the sales of frozen pies, and I have to think that Smuckers felt fortunate to get rid of it when they did. Up until this point, their biggest successful business, aside from jelly, was ice cream toppings, and that's arguably related. They started selling them in 1940. In 1980, they bought the brand Magic Shell, and by the 2000s, they controlled over 60% of that market. It wasn't a huge market, but they were controlling it. You get the point here. So going back to my list, their first major business, aside from jelly, was it's going to sound like a joke again, but peanut butter. In 2002, Smuckers bought Jif peanut butter from Procter & Gamble in a stock deal valued at almost $800 million. So think about what this meant. The number one jelly brand was buying the number one peanut butter brand. Smuckers had a 41% share in the jelly market. Jif had a 35% share in the peanut butter market, but Smuckers had already owned a couple of smaller peanut butter brands, so this deal gave them a 42% share in that market, meaning they were now technically a bigger company in the world of peanut butter than they were in jelly. I mean, this is just fun stuff to talk about. The following year, their sales almost doubled, partially because that deal also included the brand Crisco, which led them to their next business of baking. See, owning Crisco already made them a major part of it, and over the next couple of years, they continued to expand on it with more acquisitions. The most notable one of these being in 2004, when they bought international Multifoods Corporation. These acquisitions just keep getting bigger and bigger, by the way. This one cost almost $900 million and gave them control of the brands Hungry Jack, Martha White, and most notably, Pillsbury, as far as their cake mixes and frostings. Because they were now selling all of these brands as well, they had a noticeable increase in sales going into 2005. So with all of these brands, all of a sudden, Smuckers was a major supplier in that baking aisle. The next major business that they 
entered was coffee. In 2008, they acquired Folgers, again from Procter & Gamble, for almost $3 billion. Now, I don't think I have to tell you that Folgers is indeed the best part of waking up, which makes it a strong brand on its own, but the deal also included the rights to produce and sell brands Millstone and Dunkin' Donuts at retail stores. That means when you're buying those bags of Dunkin' Donuts branded coffee from the store, they're actually made by Smuckers. They just pay Dunkin' Donuts for the right to license their branding on it. Again, going back to their sales graph, we can see the impact from now selling all of these major coffee brands. And over the next few years, they continued to spend hundreds of millions of dollars to acquire even more coffee companies, including Roland and Sarah Lee's coffee business, both in 2011. If you can believe it, all of this looks small compared to their next business. I've already mentioned it in the beginning, it is pet food. In 2015, they bought Big Heart Pet Brands in a deal valued at about $6 billion, which is actually more money than every other deal I've mentioned combined. It included all of those brands that I mentioned in the beginning, in addition to many others like Natural Balance, Pepperoni, Milo's Kitchen, Canine Carryouts. It made them the number one US provider of dog treats and the number two provider of dry cat food. Then, in 2018, they made another acquisition. They paid $1.9 billion for another major pet food company called Ainsworth Pet Nutrition. That one most notably included Rachel Ray's brand called Nutrish. So there you have it. Over about a three-year span, Smucker spent about $8 billion on pet food companies, making that the largest part of their business. In 2020, comprising 37% of all sales. And then coffee was number two, and Smucker's, along with all of the other retail consumer brands in the US, like Jif, all combined for third place with 22% of their sales. Now, from this list, the only thing that they've since pulled away from in a major way has been baking. In 2018, they sold the Pillsbury products, Hungry Jack and Martha White, and in 2020, they made a deal to sell Crisco. Their CEO, Mark Smucker, said, our strategic priorities include an increased focus on allocation of resources toward pet food and pet snacks, coffee, and snacking to maintain momentum in these categories. So it appears that they cut out one of them simply to better focus on the other four. When looking back at their last 30 years of sales, all put together on the same graph, it's really easy to see when that shift happened in 2003. There was very little happening before, and then suddenly everything started to go crazy. By just looking at this, you would think that this is one of the biggest success stories of all time, but there is more to it. Really, I don't think there's anything too terrible, but I do want to highlight some of the trade-offs. Many of these acquisitions were stock deals, meaning as the deals happen, the Smuckers family have had to give up ownership of more and more of their company. They now own a much smaller percentage of the company than they did before any of this started, and I believe part of the reason that they've agreed to some of this is to avoid takeovers from larger companies. It's like that game where you have to grow by eating the smaller fish, so then when the bigger fish come by, they can't eat you. And the other trade-off is debt. For many of these deals, they either took out loans to buy the brand or company, or assumed the debt that they already had. Just looking at this graph of their long-term debt, in 1999, they were actually debt-free. But then, in 2005, they assumed $340 million of debt from that Pillsbury baking deal. In 2008, they assumed $350 million from that Folgers deal. In 2015, they assumed $2.6 billion in that Big Heart Pet Brands deal. That was a big one. Let me know in the comments, did you know that there was so much happening over at Smuckers? I'm guessing most of you didn't know all of this and probably only knew the jellies. So if that's the case, what part were you most surprised to hear? 
butter. For me, the fact that they own the biggest peanut butter and jelly brands is still sort of mind-blowing. I know, it makes perfect sense, but somehow you just don't expect it. These are two different things. I should say that they do own many other brands that I failed to mention. There's just too much. So before you protest that 90% figure, maybe look further into it or check some of the labels on your food. And any other thoughts you have about Smuckers, leave them in the comments. I'd like to hear what you have to say. Thank you for watching. What we've always said, as we've transformed our company many times, we will be willing to change everything about our company, even the strategy, but not change the foundation. For most of our history, we thought of ourselves as a company that was good at making fruit-based products. And we did some strategic soul searching late in the 90s and recognized that what we really are at our core is a sales and marketing company. And that what we are good at is actually selling and marketing brands. And as we've grown and we've entered all of these new categories, what we recognized is our corporate image is still tied to the name or the heritage of the jams and jellies. We want our new corporate identity to truly represent the fact that we are a leader in the consumer packaged goods industry. So I'm so excited to be able to introduce our new corporate identity for the JM Smucker Co. identity is a very simple design but each element was designed with much intention. The red berry in the front represents our heritage and the values upon which our company was built. The bright green shape behind represents our innovative mindset and the ability to pivot to any challenge. The dark green shape represents growth. The teal leaf represents our people and our culture and this ability to be both bold and kind. And lastly, the purple represents creativity, which we hope will continue to propel our company forward. So ultimately, this corporate identity is just a representation of my vision for the company going forward, which is to continue to be not only a leader in our industry, but to be a support for our communities and ultimately continue to support the families of our employees for decades to come.